0: Hello, and welcome back to AusViz Live from our Guru Studios. Great to have your company on this Tuesday afternoon as we kick off the PM with the call. Uh, 10 stocks picked by you. I put them to our expert panel. We do it all in one hour. Uh, before we get into it though, registrations are now open for our next virtual investor event. I wanna remind you of this. Uh, small Caps Big Ideas is back for 2023 and will be bigger, better, and faster. If you weren't a subscriber in uh, previous years, we bring together Ted of Australia's leading small cap fund managers to each present one high conviction idea in the small cap space. And this year we're throwing in a fast and furious special edition of The Call as well, featuring micro caps Chosen by you. So register to watch live or on demand at osbiz.co slash small caps 23. That's osbiz.co slash small caps 23. They've taken a bit of a pounding over the last year to 18 months, but um, as a few of our experts have been saying over the last uh, week or two, uh, small caps may be starting to show a bit of promise, a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. So uh, if you're interested in small caps, you do not want to miss that event. Uh, as you don't want to miss the call today either, let's get stuck into it. Uh, bring in the expert panel, Mark Gardner from MPC Markets. Mark, how are you, Sam? Good afternoon. How are you? Good. Francesco us aboard minute. How are you, Francesco? Good, well, David, thank you. Good. Um, this half hour, we're going to get straight into it. We've got a lot to get through today. Wally. West Farmers, Beacon Lighting, Virgin Money, and Judo Capital, Judo Bank, um, up for adjudication this half hour. Uh, Stock of the day, I thought we'd bring in Treasury Wine Estates um, in a bid to step up its expansion into the lucrative US luxury market. Uh, they are buying a high-end Californian wine group um, in a deal worth what, between 1 and $1. 1.6 billion, uh, or 1 billion US dollars, 1.6 billion Australian dollars. So it's been put in a trading halt because they're doing a raise for um, uh, to, to fund this acquisition as well. Mark Gardner, what do you think of the acquisition and Treasury at the moment?
1: Um it had a bit of momentum there prior. Um, obviously, with the announcement of the Chinese potentially reviewing that tariff as yep. well. So um, I think this, and having a look at um, a couple of these, uh, uh, the stats on this. So the, the cap raise will be a ten eighty a share. Um, they say they're paying ten eighty. Ten eighty, yeah, which is probably not going to be great um, in the short term, but. They did have a bit of a gap in their portfolio in this twenty to forty dollar bottle range, um, and yep. and it strengthens their b- sort of luxury portfolio, um, which particularly if they get the uh, the approved the tariffs reduced um, to go back into China, uh, that it'll be obviously a very um, you know, very very good yeah. thing. It's not because of, obviously they've only got. I mean, they've got Penfolds as their flagship, but these guys, you know, different yeah. location, and it's a, their premier wines up to five hundred US dollars a bottle, um, apparently. Because they've got um, extensive
0: vineyards in the Napa Valley as well, don't they? As yeah, way. Uh, um, they've got wineries in the Napa, in France, I think, in Burgundy, and also in China, so they can get some local wine yeah. <laughs> in, in the mix, so they avoid. Pay the excise duties.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that obviously helps That's as well. Way. Yeah, look, I've been I'm really impressed. I mean, it was really unfortunate for the company that they got those tariffs hiked on them, but I think it's it's forced them to be a better business and not right. just rely on you know that that yeah. Chinese export market. So I, I think the treasury Wines will come out of this uh, over the course of time oh. a much better um, you know a, a much better business in the next couple of years. So they're, okay. um So if
0: the raise is ten eighty. You would think when it lists again, it would come back to around. It'll that 1080 come back mark. to around
1: there. Yeah, yeah. Will um, it
0: be reasonable buying at 1080?
1: Uh, Look, I, th- I think so. I mean, we're we're a little bit of a precipice at the moment in terms of um, we've you know we've got a lot coming out end of U.S. earnings season and the Fed and things like that. So it's really difficult to say. I mean, if. A, if you get a cap raise in the market and you shut for a week and the market gets hit in that you know in that period it's never it's never right. really a great a great right. reopening okay. um even the likes of csl when it did the 272 it, it did dip back below before it before it pushed back up so it'll be eps accredited first year um but yeah but this uh, tariff reviews five months away so I would be you know look if you've got it, you believe in the business um, and you, and you're a long-term holder you'd be definitely holding on to it maybe taking right. up some of the capros. okay um, if you're fresh money I think you can probably Just afford wait. You, you can afford to wait yeah. at the moment I think um, and uh, and go from there so it, yeah it's because I, I would I would imagine this is this acquisitions on confidence that those tariffs okay, were so. reduced, and that up, that market gets opened back up again. So you know okay. it, um, which it does look like, does look like doing. So it's yeah, but I think you can afford, you can probably afford to wait. Right.
0: Okay. And the comparison with CSL share price there, I think a lot of well. us would be hoping it would get back to two seventy
1: two. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now at two thirty three for god's sake i mean yeah. since it's been listed you've had what six months of pain versus all of the rest of the time doing well so it's all relative it's,
2: it's had periods of pain before yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. yeah it's a it's a strong performer over a long period of time and i think it'll okay so
0: out. asking for a friend <laughs> a <laughs> <bit> <laughs> over overweighting his self managed super fund in
1: csl okay. would can yeah, we're, 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 we're adding. We're adding to oh, okay. yeah, Do a
0: dollar averaging. Oh, that makes so. me feel better. All right, uh, <laughs> 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 sorry. that's okay. Uh,
2: treasury yeah. wine estates. Um, look, never. I've never been really a fan of, of, of treasury wines, and partly because the the margins are pretty low, um, right. And that's because you've got a lot of um, low end wineries in there, if you like, you know. So a lot of the the mass market. Yeah. Um, so I think this acquisition's a step in the right direction because it's premium wines. You know, you're looking at a billion dollar. I mean, the market cap of Treasury Wines about 8.6, 8.7. Yep. <clears throat> it's quite a large acquisition, so they've got yep. to get it right. Um, they're suggesting that there's there's um, EPS earnings accretion in the first year pre-synergies. So mm. with synergies, you know, that's got to add into that a bit. And look, it trades on 23, 24 times. Don't see a great deal of growth in those EPS numbers. Yeah. Um, so, so I, look, I'd be a hold. If, if I owned it, I'd hold. Um, and I'd probably participate in the, the, the cap raising. It's a, I think one for 9.45. Right. <clears throat> so, it's not that dilutive. Um, at 1080 it's not much of a discount either really you know mm. i would expect it mm. a little bit more of a discount on that um and there's going to be some new shareholders because there's a bit of a script deal with built within the, yeah. the the acquisition so yeah you look at at 350 million in debt 100 million in script um to to the um target organization um <clears throat> and then about 825 aussie uh in the entitlement offer um so it's a big raising too um um yeah, look, I'd be still neutral, uh, right. even with the acquisition and the earnings. So a whole... 23, 24 times, still a bit high for me, you know, right. the, the return on is below 10%, I think, you know, okay. around eight, so I'd, I'd be a hold on that, yeah. Okay. And, uh,
1: those cost savings are about 20 million bucks, apparently, <clears throat> across the business, so, and it currently makes about 65 million, so yeah. that's a pretty, those synergies are a pretty decent chunk, yeah. so hopefully and, can... and Tim
0: Ford, the boss of Treasury, built his reputation on getting them into the US to start with, didn't he? So yeah. he knows that market pretty well. Yeah, look, I wouldn't have a problem with the market
2: itself. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, I think yeah, acquiring premium brands is is the way to go. I'd like that approach rather yeah. than just going and buying another mass market okay. um, because you're getting better margins on your premium ones. Sure.
0: Okay. All right, let's get into the stocks that you want us to take a look at. Uh, first up, Alison wants a view, Francesco, on on Worley, the... Um, uh, the big um, infrastructure business, aren't they? Um, services
2: business. Yeah. Look, they they used to be purely supporting um, the oil and gas and energy s- sectors, um, but you know a number of years ago they they bought a division of well, I can't remember the name of the company that they bought the division off, but now they they're exposed to resources um, as well as some. Uh, environmental projects as well, so so I like their diversification. Um, to me, at the moment, it looks pretty much fully priced, if not a, a, probably a little bit expensive. Um, I'd have to see some earnings adjustments. I mean, on 30, 30 times yeah. for this year, the earnings growth is quite attractive. You know, it comes back to about you know twenty times next year, so that's significant EPS yeah, that's growth. Like pretty close to its <clears throat> five year high, isn't yeah. it? Yeah,
0: it's a big company. Big, Lots, yeah, isn't it engineering? Company? Fifty
2: thousand staff. Yeah, and look, you know, we're talking. You know, when companies like Shell and Mo, those sort of Exxon, um, those sort of companies that are doing projects, they're in the tender mix. Right. So, so they're not dealing with them. small yep. um, oil and gas companies that are drilling holes out in the middle of nowhere looking yep. for something. They're they're dealing with the big boys. Um, so it is a big company. Um, you know, their customers have a lot of uh, faith in them being able to deliver. So, there's there's and the other positive on them is is when they do projects, they don't a lot of their prices are um, on costs plus a margin, so they're not taking on too much balance sheet risk when they're doing projects, so that reduces the risk a bit. a drop in capex, um, but yeah, you know, with all prices where they are, I think there's some steady growth in capex. So hmm. I don't mind it. I think it's probably a little bit pricey where we are at the moment, or probably fair value, but we've got a whole recommendation. And I'd probably right. agree with that as okay. well. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, I like Woolies. Um, that sustainability related work is. Um, it's about seventy-seven percent of their factored pipe sales pipeline going forward. Really? So yeah. It's well, they're, they're into wind farms and all solar s- farms, all, and all sorts of stuff. Uh, low-carbon hydrogen investments, copper, battery minerals, low-carbon fuels, and things like that as well. So they've made a pretty significant investment in that. Um, their top 77 percent, supposedly. Yeah. Geez, so they've done ride, it, they, um, and it just continues to grow every year. And I think there's a slightly higher margin in that stuff as right. well. Um, which is sort of you know but it look there's a lot of moving parts in the business um, and which has made it really difficult to, uh, to you know to, to predict realistically over the last few years um, it's sort of one that we we took profit on a while ago and I wanted to get back in but just sort of never really had I think it's I think I agree with Francesco it's probably about roughly fairly priced at the moment right. it's not as it used to be just um, well, it was very uh, related to the oil price, um, which is, that correlation's dropped away um, quite a bit uh, these days. So, there are um, not too many companies at a five-year high at the moment. No, there's it's heaps at a, a five-year low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, and, and look, going back through their uh, recent report, their top twenty customers are fifty percent of their revenue, and eighty-five oh. percent of those. Um, uh, significantly increasing their spend on their on their renewables, so it uh, I think they've 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 made that shift a couple of years ago, and and it's and it's turned out to be the right one. But I I, I don't really see a huge amount of upside from here. But if you've got it and you've had it for a while, you would definitely be holding it. Um, you wouldn't be taking profits. Uh, no, I'm pretty happy to hold on to it as right. it stands. Um, I'd probably be adding on weakness almost to be honest. Okay. Um, because I think they're, I think they're one of the biggest in the world, mm. essentially in this, in that green space. I mean, if they really execute well and get a foothold, I mean, who knows how big they can get? So okay. it's kind of, I, I think, yeah, but I think you will get, you know, no one's immune to broader market weakness. So we, you know, you might, say, and people will tend, as we saw last year, when the when Ukraine uh, happened. Yeah, we're all green until the cost of living goes up, and then we're then we're not yeah. so green. So if we do get a pullback, if we do get a softening of economic conditions, people tend to uh, people tend to be yeah you know, a little less ESG minded. Okay. So so yeah. I hold for you. Hold, yeah. I hold a buy up from both of you. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Just to support. All right,
0: um, Mark Olivia wants a view on Wesfarmers. The uh, What we call a big industrial conglomerate, wouldn't you? Um, They own, yes, everyone knows they own Office Works and Bunnings, but they've got a massive lithium mine. They sold out of coal, I think, didn't they? Yeah, they've they've got got ammonia and chemicals. It's it's amazing, but they're always seen as as Bunnings and office Works aren't they, and, and Kmart?
1: Yeah, pretty much. And look, those low-cost brands, I think, I mean, this would be, this is our first pick. Um, in our conservative portfolios have still got have still got an allocation to this. Um, our balanced and aggressive probably just not really in the consumer discretionary at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but we're, um, you know, debt's not really an issue for them. They've got an A-minus rating, which is pretty much as good as it gets for a corporate entity. Um, and look, their last result—they were—they improved in. I think it was eight eight different sections of the business. They improved in every single one. Mm. So that's a that's a big check to management. Um, I think K, the likes of Kmart etc. will do very well. Um, you know, if the household budgets are constrained. I mean, the you know you've got. Peter Alexander selling kids' pyjamas for 80 or 90 bucks. I mean, if you can get them at, for seven bucks at Kmart, yep. I mean, you, you're probably going to if, you, if your mortgage starts to buy it on the household budget. Yep. So. Um, and look, Spoken look,
0: like a bloke with a heap
1: of kids. Yeah, and, and, yeah.
0: and nose at the coalface. Yeah. yeah, no, there, there's a
1: special line for us at Kmart. We just get lead in the back. Um, but they're, and they're looking at, at doing some acquisitions, Green Cross and Silk Clinics and things like yeah. that. So, and with these small caps at, at low at low multiples at the moment, it's probably not a not a they, bad. They did
0: um, buy. Um,
1: Oh. Is a, so uh, the laser has that been done? Has it? Yeah, yeah. has the, that um, been done? I think. Yeah. yeah. And, and look, lithium and um, ammonia prices are pretty low at the moment, but they're inevitably going to head higher on yeah. a long-term basis. And they've got um, that stake in the processing plant as well, which is uh, I think is going to be. No one talks about that though. Yeah, they? fifty thousand. They'll process fifty thousand tons of lithium hydroxide, and even now with the lithium prices towards the lows, it's. Still 1.4 billion a year revenue, um, and you know that hydroxide price was a hell of a lot higher. Yeah, I think it was around the 60,000 mark, not only just about a year ago. So, record demand for EVs and things. Um, they're in all the right areas, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you just look at BHPs going into fertilizer as well with the potash. So, yep. and then, so yeah, they. I'm happy to buy it here. Um, okay. and yeah, look, there may be some. Maybe some weakness uh, in consumer discretionary, which might hit Bunnings and Kmart and things, but it may not as well. But you know, I think you just add on weakness. I think it's a high-quality company you okay. want to have for the long term. All right, Francesco. Well, I've been consistently wrong on this one, um,
2: but they they do say a clock is right twice a day. A broken clock is right twice
0: a day. <laughs>
2: so I'll stick with where I am at, on this one and and say that look, we're at a light, and, and I, I tend to agree. Um, it trades on a significantly high multiple for what it is. I think, um, you know, you're looking at 23 times earnings for essentially what is a you know, discretionary retailer. Um, yes, you've got the <clears throat> the lithium side of it, which you know, demands higher PEs. Um, but uh, yeah. A significant amount of their earnings comes out of Bunnings and Officeworks um, and, and, and those two aside, you know, you take those two out and you're sort of looking at a much, much smaller company yeah. than, than, um, than we're looking at. So um, look, I've been wrong on this one before, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm about to sort of stick with my guns though. Um, I think it's over. So you've got to sell. We're going to lighten, so, yeah, reduce reduce your exposure. Look, a lot of retail portfolios have West Farmers um, <clears throat> in them. I mean, pe- people have had them. I can't even remember what the previous names of the company yeah. was, but, you know, a lot of people have had these, this stock for a long, long time. Um, so they've got very big parcels of it. But um, So, you know, holding on to it for a little bit longer won't hurt, um, but I'd be reducing my exposure to it.
0: Okay. All right um next um you're talking about discretionary uh, retail uh noah francesco wants a view on beacon lighting the uh specialist lighting um group how many 120 stores uh imports distributes merchandise sells light fittings fans light globes not only here new zealand hong kong germany us and china
2: yeah look Hasn't really done a great deal since it listed. I mean, it's been up and down a bit, but um, you know, it hasn't. Wasn't that long ago, was it? it was no, three I think years? it was about 2014. Or so oh, it's right. a it's oh, a while it's back. Long. Nine Yeah, years. Yep. Um, and it hasn't really set the world on fire. And you look, you don't expect it to. There's been a few building cycles in and out of that. Um, Look, I don't mind the business. I think it's a reasonable, it's retail, really. I mean, it's relying upon construction or, or, well, not just construction. I mean, it relies upon people doing renovations as well, I suppose. Um, But, you know, it trades on the mid Look, it's not exciting to me. You know, you talk about mid-caps and looking for stuff that's being mispriced. Um, I think this thing has just sort of sat there and Mm. people have sort of Mm. missed it. Um, it doesn't excite me at all. Um, you know, there could be some upgrades across the market if the you know the building sector um, picks up a bit. But um, look, I'm on a, a hard like. Well, we don't even have a recommendation not to be honest with you, so we're not even current, but I'd be on a hold. I'd well, be on a hold. Or yeah, just look, not interested? Well, not interested. I mean, if you're looking for yep. something mid-cap, you're looking to take some risks. And I don't think there's a huge amount of risk in going there yep. either. And yep. I don't see a huge amount of growth. Unless we have some massive building boom coming yep. around the corner, but with interest rates potentially
0: rising again next month. Or yeah.
2: Win Monovia. So yeah, yeah. no in a couple of days. And
0: and <clears throat> building approvals at twenty year lows, 20 year lows Yeah. That, that not not doesn't take away
2: from, from people doing small renos though. No. Yeah. So so when 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 interest rates are high and people aren't moving from one house to another, they tend to want to upgrade a little bit at home and doing yep. things like you know changing light fittings and things like that um it, it, actually my wife's got me doing a bit of that at the moment <laughs> but uh, um uh, you know you can spruce your place up a bit yep. with that sort of thing but you know it's really just focused on lighting where you know we mentioned before bunnings you know bunnings has got the lighting it's got everything else mm. as well so so there's a little bit of that but i don't think it's going to take anywhere okay. out, out of its
0: comfort zone if you like mark are you excited about it no no i mean look,
1: it's not really definitive (laughs) it's not it's it's not that it's a bad company or anything like that it's just i mean it's just lights isn't it a little bit hard to get you know if you want something on the construction cycle probably i don't know reliance worldwide or something potentially even that's a little bit hard to get excited about but at least it had a rally a pretty significant rally um yeah (laughs) and i think you probably want to be it's not really i'd be selling it and either going to cash um, or, you know, or something that's, you know, is a little bit bigger. Uh, they are expanding into the US. That can either be a real positive or a real negative. So um, I, it's, yeah, it doesn't yield enough. P.E. is 12, which is like, which, I mean, there's some pretty good quality companies out there with single-digit P.E.s at the moment. I think, yeah, this is probably wouldn't make the... Uh, The top 20 or 50 preference list. But um, not not to say that if it, you know, it's fairly well run. They've got expansion plans. It's just, yeah, it's not really something that excites me a hell of a lot. And I don't think it's got a a massive amount of upside growth. Uh, What about Virgin Money? Uh,
0: Liam wants a view on that. Virgin Money, dual listed here and in the US. Um, Used to uh, be part of National Australia Bank here in Australia. They sold out. It's... uh, uh, Clyde, Clydesdale Bank and yorkshire bank
1: in um in the u k yeah they've got um it's a, bit, a bit of a digital revolution going on I think it's one of the more overused words um, in presentations for companies is revolution revolutionary but <laughs> the um but look they if you really dig down to it they're not really offering much more of a um net interest margin i think they're slightly less than the big four banks um they're obviously they're rebuilding but um, their CT1 ratios not as good as the big banks. Um, they and I, I think that there's every chance that we get another little wobble in the banking sector at some stage um, mm. over the next 12 months. And and it's companies like this which you know they they don't have the they don't have the funding base or the deposit base yeah. to deal with it. So uh, it'd be a pass for me, but it'd be one that you potentially um, have a look at. Why like by the turn of the cycle when things start to pick back up again, because it, it will probably lag quite. But they're will,
0: UK banks rather than Australian banks, is that? They?
1: they are, yeah. So, so even still, uh, I don't, um, I, I would prefer the Australian banks. Okay. Francesca?
2: Look, on, on face value, it looks very cheap compared to the Aussie mm. banks. Um, you know, they're trading on below five times earnings, which to me is quite attractive. Um they they they're currently buying back about fifty million dollars worth of stock as well mm-hmm. um, but it hasn't really put much of a you know a, a rocket under the share no. price so they you know, you know just and and if it's trading on four and a half five times. Great time to be buying the stock back. I think. Um, look, it, it comes under the same sort of pressures that, that Aussie banks do with demand for, for mortgages. Um, they are um, combining the two brands: CYBC is it and Virgin. I think they're combining the two, so it might remove a bit of confusion out of the marketplace right. for them. Um, we've we've got an accumulate recommendation on it, um, and I, I look. If a client comes to me with some money and says, "You know, I want some exposure to some financials," I'm going to be putting them into Aussie banks. Uh, am I going to be putting them into into Virgin? Not on, not on such a scale, but it, it does look like it, there's some possibilities there. I mean, even the yield six point six percent. There's no franking in it, but um, you know that's reasonably attractive. Um, so. I'm Probably a little bit different to Mark. I'm probably in a soft positive on this one. Right. So, yeah. So accumulate. Accumulate on our okay. terms,
0: yeah. All right. Speaking of financials, <coughs> uh, Louis wants to view, Francesca, on Judo Capital. Judo Bank. Yeah. Uh, focused on small business. Small, lending. medium-sized mm. enterprises, yeah. Look, in this environment, higher interest
2: rates, I think yeah, there's a lot more risk. I mean, uh, SME's going to... You know, smaller financial institutions tend to be a higher risk uh, businesses. You know, if they were, you know, if they were low risk businesses, the the bigger banks would be offering them a lot, you know, a lot better um, uh, conditions on their lending. Anyway, so it's trading on over twenty times from my numbers here, um, and not not a great deal of yield. So, look, Mm -hmm. we don't have a recommendation on it, but. Uh, I look again similar to Virgin in, in a way. I'd probably be looking at the big four banks ahead of Judo, right? Um, although Virgin was slightly, you know, much better proposition. This one, I'd say, yeah, you'd leave this one on the- okay. Uh,
0: Mark, I caught up with the Judo executives the other week. or. A- a bit annoyed because they've uh, they reinforced guidance. Um, they're not getting the faults. I um, say so they're in pretty good shape. But the market's just ignoring it all.
1: Yeah, we're we're a pretty big fan, um, but not in not in massive size. So right. we've got a bit of a we've got a bit of a sort of two to five year plan with this thing where we've just got one and a half percent of the portfolios in it, and we'll just add to it over time. Right, they're expected to grow at twenty percent a year, um, every compounded every year for the next five years. They're delivery on their metrics, aren't they? They but deliver. I think it's pretty. It'd be. Damn near 100% of everything they've, everything they've put in a prospectus or a guidance since they listed. It's only been two years. So, why have they been punished so much by the market? They're a small bank and they're in the small medium enterprise. And if you, if you so have a to look Francesco's
0: at. Francesco's point, the,
1: yeah. the sentiment is. So, they, at the so moment, the solvencies are going to go up. They have the lowest defaults. Um, and look, if you have a look at the RBA chart pack. Um there is some pretty good figures on um, you know, loans and arrears and if you basically the pattern is is that the uh, the smaller medium sized enterprises or the business loans spike massively in say a period like two thousand to through two thousand and eleven yep. Um, the they they end up being triple or quadruple minimum what the uh, the mortgage and um, yeah. and personal loan uh, loans and arrears are. So, but at the moment they are the lowest. So their stats are basically you know they're fantastic. I mean, these guys have got a near, um nearly double the big four. Um, they've do, been just close to double with Virgin UK as well. Um, obviously, and they've got a higher, seventeen and a half percent versus like fourteen. Or actually, um, the big four's got a uh, eleven um, on average in the CET one. There's their top tier capital ratio. These guys are seven and a half, so they're actually they're well capitalized to handle that that upswing. Right. They're, they're aware that they're specialising in a business that. Or in an area of, the, of of lending where there's you know there's going to be times where it's pretty horrible. So we've yeah. just done a they've done a note uh, capital note recently. I think there was an announcement today. Um, but this is our plan is just to add like you know say if you have two ten grand in it now, if you added say, you know two grand every year for the next five years, you probably right. end up something. Nor if. If they stick to the checking off checking off everything that they set themselves, okay. which they have done for two years straight, you'd probably end up that holdings going to be around the forty k mark or more above well then so that's how we're just because it's a really young business, and they're only they're less than two percent market share at the moment, so there's a lot of scope to grow so it really is um and it's basically run by a bunch of guys who ran business banking at NAB and ANZ. Yeah. And they got their, they got their. Bank. It's a really
0: experienced executive. Yeah, thing.
1: but it, but look, to the point of why it's down here is it's you know it's early days, and and it's you know the regional banks um, having a bit of a hiccup at the start of the year doesn't really help. Um, so down it, at eighty five cents, and what they're up about two fifty. I think they listed at two marks. They've surpassed everything they've set in the prospectus, but obviously a different market. Um, and you've got, you got sort of wor- possibly worsening economic conditions coming and higher higher interest rates. But mm. I think the market probably wants to see, you know, the, the, the likes of... Um, it's a conservative business in a... Um, at an early stage, and conservative investors usually don't really sort of yeah. consider the likes of say Team Invest, for instance, wouldn't, no. wouldn't it doesn't hit their filters for at yeah. least until probably another next two years, you know, another yeah. year or so. So um, I think it'll grow it, it, over time. Um, you're still taking a bit of a gamble, but it's just yeah. more of a More of a small portion and add to it. What's that? Oh, it's absolute. Yeah, we've got it in our portfolios at the moment. And we're just, the plan is essentially we'll wait for the earnings results. We'll we'll add a small portion over time.
2: I got the PE wrong. It's about 13 times. But even that for me is in this environment where you've got, you know, Reserve Bank still ratcheting up rates and Mm. probably expecting another one in in next week. Um, I tell you, though, if it's, you know, market share, like you say, is about 2%. Yeah. I'd like to see it in a in a, an expansionary environment. That's where you're going to see because if you've yeah. got two percent market share and all of a sudden you gain one percent, have fifty percent growth. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, That's where I'd like to see momentum out of a yeah. stock like this. So at the moment, I'm still, you know, I, I wouldn't be buying it, but I'd right. um, be keeping an eye on it. That's right. for sure. Even though yeah, even those.
1: their uh, presentations uh, for their uh, their results, <laughs> it's like pretty sure they're using the same graphic designer as CBA. I think they're sort of modeling themselves right. on the back of mm. on the back of that. So that? yeah. Yeah. Not bad, that's not Should
0: a bad thing, it's no, not a bad exactly. thing, exactly. All right, let's recap the uh, first five stocks stock of the day Treasury Wine. Of course, they're doing their raise at the moment, they're suspended while they're, they're raising at ten dollars eighty. Uh, a hold from Mark and Francesco, uh, a hold also from both on Worley. Uh, West Farmers, a buy from Mark, a lighten from uh, Francesco, uh, Beacon, and o from both, um, sell from. Mark, go to cash. Uh, Virgin Money, a no from Mark, accumulate from uh, Francesco, and Judo, a buy from Mark and a no from Francesco. Here on the call, uh, we've been following our own high conviction fantasy fund. It was picked by the investment committee. Latest episode of the committee meeting on the platform at the moment. It's the October meeting, November 1 coming up very shortly in november uh avita medical taken out it's waiting distributed between soul Pats and altium uh, and one percent was taken out of karoon pro Medicus, and paladin and that taken um, that one percent plus one percent in cash was put into Camplifier, and the portfolio is up around one percent at the moment has been hammered by uh, and overweighting in uh, in CSL. Uh, the five stocks we're going to take a look at this half hour, APA, Smart Group, Technology One, Lindsay, the transport business, doesn't often come up on the call here, um, and also Resbed, which has been uh, a very talked about stock recently. Um, Francesco David wants a view on APA, the um, the big uh, gas infrastructure business, it's like a Oh, it's like a transurban for gas, isn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> transurban takes much. cars. APA takes gas in its pipeline from everyone and clips the ticket.
2: What uh, well, the way I describe it to to clients is yeah. that, that they own a lot of pipes around the country and they move gas around the country. Yep. It's a pretty oh, simple yeah. business. Yeah, yep. Pretty good business, yep. um, and, and and pretty well managed business. So I like the stock. Look, it's, it's been in our portfolios for a number of years, um, and despite the the, the Pretty poor performance over the last 12 months. So um, we, we're, we're quite happy holding it. Um, our analysts are going to accumulate on it, and I wouldn't disagree with that around these levels. Um, I think we're getting pretty close to um, the interest rate, or pretty close to the top of the interest rate cycle. Um, and these infrastructure, stocks, you know, transurbans in the mix there, property trusts fit in there, they call them bond yield proxies. Mm. So ultimately, you know, as bond yields rise, then these fall because they are highly geared entities. Um, I'd I'd question some of the um, um, emphasis placed on that of late. I mean, I know transurban over the period of... Um, when interest rates were basically zero, um, when debt was maturing for them, instead of rolling forward new new paper at three, five, seven years, they were going forward 25 years to lock in that really low rate. So not sure how much APA did at that. They did as well. Um, but a lot of these infrastructure plays, when interest rates were basically zero, they were locking in, uh, as long new, term. long, much longer term through through the cycles, um, so I, I think there's probably a little bit too much emphasis placed on that bond yield proxy side of things, um, but look, uh, you know we like the business we have done for some time. It's pretty easy to understand, um, as you say, moving gas around, um, yep. and and they manage it well. Um, they they are looking at different acquisitions to to um, uh, I suppose give them a bit of growth, and but it's you know still moving gas.
0: Yep. Yeah, and uh, they're getting a bit into solar farms and things like yes. that. But it's sort of the the big revenue generator is gas. Um, it is surprising that superfund hasn't bought these uh, out. <coughs> they're all after infrastructure. Yeah, violence, infrastructure
1: so assets. The um, I can't really add too much more to be honest. It's um, it's not really our flavour. It's particularly with. Um, we, we've sort of very much subscribed to the high for longer. I don't think the issue with interest rates is is um, your headline rates. I think that, um, you know, that US, US uh, government debt issue and the, the amount that they're going to have to issue over the next five years just to keep just to their payments up yeah. is going to keep bond, bond yields elevated for, a, for an extended period of time, no that, matter what the cash rate is, does. Is
0: it tonight the US government's coming out with their debt
1: requirements going forward. I think oh, an I, update on it. I'm, every chart I'm, that I've seen is just, you just go white. Like having a look at it, it's just horrendous. Like the amount of debt so,
0: they've got is, every, everyone talks about our 900 billion. Um, they're something like 35 trillion. It's, it's a yeah trillion in... Um, interest payments,
1: and, and they've got and an election year coming up, so I'm sure they'll just be, you know, out with the cash machine. Oh, yeah. Um, it's yeah. yeah it's
2: the scary thing there is they, they keep kicking the tin down the road, and and yeah. you're always in the back of your mind is you go. At what point does does this all implode? You yeah. know, yeah. and, and it, yeah, we've been saying it for, since 2008 and before that. You know, all the debt, mm. the debt in U.S. debt, it keeps pushing out and gets like, keeps getting higher. Um, at some point. Yeah, I oh, know. It, it's got, it's got to unwind.
1: So that's, I mean, really. Part, I mean, the gas business. It is a well-run business. I'd probably, you know, once you know, you'd be probably looking at them more on the expansion and the growth, sort to, of to get a bit of an appeal. Because I mean, five-year
0: five low.
1: Yeah, yeah, For no, i definitely a hold. It's right. just not really. Um, these are the sorts of things we're filtering out at the moment. We just, is the you know, with a view of being bond price. Mark's looking heavy. for
2: growth rather than yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. It's hard to find at the it moment. It is,
2: and, and and at some point people are going to go well. There's growth in, in APA because the price is just overdone on the near yeah. side But yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, in a normal environment, you're not going to say it's a growth stock. It's, no. a, it's a you know, it's an infrastructure oh, play. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: But um, sometimes these things yeah. get mispriced. But but you would have uh, expected it to be more defensive than that chart. So, Hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah. No. Absolutely. 100%. I agree with that.
1: That's but this is these would be one of the ones where the you know things like the banking hybrids and the um, fixed income products. You'd be sucking money out of the market and it'd be coming yeah. out of stuff like this. Right. So yeah. okay. I think that's where I think that's where it's probably unfairly done by at the at, at the moment. Whereas there's probably things like Endeavour and Coles and those guys. Like they used to trade at maximum 20 PEs when interest mm. rates were higher. Now they're you know because the only way you could get yield was in those defensives, and now you'd mm. now you can get you know, 7.2 in a banking hybrid ETF. Yeah. Well, I mean you don't need to and
0: don't you, need to go don't to need those. to go there. So I, I'd say
1: yeah. it, it's. It's probably oversold, but we're just happy to sit in the, in the lower okay. risk.
0: All right. Uh, next, stock, uh a tech, oh, not a tech business, it's a uh, um, uh, salary packaging and management leasing business. Uh, Mark, John wants a view on smart group, um, vehicle fleet management, payroll, employee share plan administration.
1: Yeah, I think the big part of it's obviously the, um, the novated leases and things. Um, This, yeah, it really doesn't... um I think you'd, there's f- probably far less risk of this being, of that law being changed now because the government's just gone absolutely double down on the EV, um, yep. with fringe benefits tax um, concessions and the New South Wales government's giving you rebates for electric vehicles and things. So I, I think this can do relatively well. Um, Had a good year, and, yeah, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, of those five-year lows at the start of the year, and Back up there. Yeah, so it's I mean Macmillan Shakespeare. It seems is in similar yes. area. Yep. Um, it yields a bit more, but it's a much it's a much higher PE. Uh, I think double P, the PE. So. Um, it's not really a it's not really a sector we tend to dabble in too much with well, probably you know a p Eagles if you wanted to play, if you're going to play for the EV thematic, it's probably right. it, we'd be where I'd be going there. I think you're going to do pretty good things with that b y d brand and um they're got a smart executor there as well um but yeah, it's. And it's towards the top. It usually trades a PE between 10 and 25, and it's at around about 20 at the moment. So it's on it's on the expensive side. Um, so yeah, it'd be a hold for me. Okay. Francesco?
2: Yeah, we, we got on about 18 times uh, forward earnings, but that, that declines quite considerably uh, on the second year. Um, you mentioned that it's not a tech company but there is a, fair, a little bit of tech in there with software yeah. uh, in the software distributions and group business where they do um, um, not payroll, but systems and payroll systems mm-hmm. and so forth. Uh, you know they've got vehicle services, fleet management. As Mark mentioned, you know take advantage of electric vehicles. So um, you know businesses are moving towards being seen as being a lot more cleaner and friendlier to the environment. So you know a lot of companies will start changing their fleet to to electric vehicles they would be paying a premium for that, and therefore, yep. you know, companies like this will benefit. They're only in Australia, so I, I think there's some potential there to expand offshore, but I'm not sure of their market share here in Australia. As Mark mentioned, that, um, you know, there's Macmillan Shakespeare as well, um, but yeah. I dare say that there's some some ground to be made here in Australia as well with growth, um, but then there's opportunities potentially offshore also. So I think there's some um, a, a market there for them. Um, so we're, we're a positive recommendation on it, and we're going to buy on it. Okay. And I I tend to agree with that. Small cap. It's not it's not cheap in the small cap section, but it, its performance hasn't faltered okay. either.
0: All right. Uh, our biggest listed technology company is, uh, is Technology One. Ben wants a view on that, Francesco. Um, big in um, sort of enterprise software, particularly in government, local government, councils, state governments.
2: Yeah, this one's expensive for me. Yep. Like I say, it's, it is a good business. Um, but, Based you know, in Brisbane. Yeah, it's a good business, but at what price? Do you pay mm. for it? You know, it's trading on fifty times. Yeah. You know, right. To me, you've got to be pretty, you know, precise with your your performance to be priced at that. And if they miss something, then all of a sudden it comes back to. 30 times that's yep. a big fall so that's where the risk lies so I'd be I'd be looking at selling at these levels um, again I'm not not denigrating the business I think it has been a good business over over the period um, but at these prices I think it's very expensive um, okay. and and uh, you know, if if like I say, they 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 miss a number in in some of their results, then then it gets mispri- it gets repriced very very quickly, and you miss the boat on that. Mm. So those that that you know, so, and sometimes shareholders fall in love with a stock and they don't want to mm. sell. I, I'd be taking a little bit of profit off the table if you were in that way in that case. Okay. So well.
0: not sell completely. Well, I would, but you would, okay, I would,
2: but um, you
0: know, see, Rudy <laughs> Philippe Van Dyke from FN Arena will be sending you a nasty email. he's uh, <laughs> In love with Tech One has has for, for years. Uh,
1: what do you think, mate? He's had every you know every reason to. Yeah, um, yeah. If I was Rudy, I'd be selling. T- i agree with Francesco. I'd be selling. Um, <laughs> I'd be look taking some profits. Uh, look, it, it's I've made the mistake of probably wanting to sell this too early on a number of occasions, but it is getting to saturation point now where that UK growth, uh, well that UK expansion, is their only growth though because. They've got seventy-three percent of Australian New Zealand um, councils. They've got sixty percent of universities. There's wow. not much left to dominate here. Yep. And 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 a fifty PE yeah. unless they execute uh, well in the UK. I, I mean. If that doesn't go well, there's not much more meat on the bone. Mm. So you're and saying to sell as well. I'd, I'd almost short it, to be honest. So <laughs> Jeez. The, um, I just I, I mean, what they really can't continue their base and they, they, they've gone into health and financial services, but yep. it's tiny. It's it, mm. it they just they absolutely dominate those two sectors and there's 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 little left. So. I'd be really, you know, it's, it's one of those ones that just continuously has delivered. Um, I'm not, I'm certainly not death writing them. It's just for me at a 50 PE when you've, when there's nothing basically left, there's hardly anyone left to conquer. There's, you know, there's, um, we're talking, you know, the, the people that are left are probably, yeah. probably not worth, probably not big enough, to okay. be honest. So, well, they're. Um, All right.
0: Okay, uh, enough said on. But on, I'm just uh, just looking at the um, uh, schedule for the call in the mm. next week or ten days to see when Rudy's on. I will. We're, go, we're going to clip up both your comments <laughs> and play
1: them to him. When he's on, he can get the uh, right of the rebuttal. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> and and you know what? It's, it's, I'd probably be. He's been definitely had a better track record with <laughs> with technology. one in the last two uh, years.
0: Don't you? Uh, start squeaming out of that now and being nice. <laughs> All right, okay. Let's. Uh, James wants a view on Lindsay, the uh, integrated transport logistics uh, company, mainly food processing. Um, um, the uh, the cool vehicles and trucks that um, that take it around. Um, Solpats is a twenty percent shareholder in her. There So is. If you're in Solpats.
1: You've got an interest in Lindsay Transport as well. You should see the top ten, top twenty share um, shareholders. They're all really big name, long term. It's a really funds. good business. I was genuinely surprised at this. Yep. I mean, I grew up where these guys started in Coffs Harbour, so yep. around Coffs Harbour area, and um, so we've been seeing these trucks since I was a since I was a kid. But I just they're, they're a really good business. Oh. I, I was. I was genuinely surprised. This came up about a year ago for the first time oh. on the call, and
0: I'd never heard of it before. Really, I'd seen them on the on the roads, mm. and ever since it came up, um, you're reminded of it. But look at that five year
1: chart. Yeah, they're um, they've done extraordinarily well, and there's you know they they really their last report was you know yeah, revenue was up twenty percent or, or so the leverage ratio dropped 30%, the you know, return on invested capital mm. was up 60%, like just everything, every number that you mm. want to go well went went fantastic. Um, they also benefit from a rising population. We just, yep. you know, we've got this migration policy at the moment, which is yep. just gonna, you know, help that continue as well. So um, this would be one that I possibly wouldn't throw the kitchen sink at it necessarily, but I'd, yeah, I sort of thought, oh, well, you know, small cap would um, be a little bit thin, but you know, trades, I don't know, 700 grands worth of shares a day. It's not too bad, but maybe the sort of thing that you probably <clears throat> want to try and dollar average because it, okay. it'd be this sort of stock that it gets slippery. And, um, so, if you've the, got to buy? Yeah, no, okay. absolutely. Yeah. So, I've, I've got salt packs, so I've got a
0: Oh well, yeah, if you want
2: to do interest. a soft into it, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Um Look, we like it. Um, I think you'll find a little bit of that growth that came out of last year um, came out of the um, uh, Scotch refrigeration logistics business that collapsed. So right. they've picked up a bit of market share out, well, a fair bit of the market share out of that. I would, or, I would say to you, um, yeah,
0: because <coughs> they they were basically the only two in it, pretty What's much on there? Yeah, Scotts went under, and those <coughs> refrigerated. Yeah. Trucks are in pretty high The demand. other thing
2: that enabled them to do is reprice. Because yeah, right. when you've got competition, obviously yeah, you're competing yeah, yeah. in price as well. So yeah. when you see a competitor collapse and you know, customers go, well, well yeah, we've got to make sure we get our goods yeah. to, to our distributors and so forth. Um, yeah, sometimes they're going to be happy to pay a little bit more mm. to Particularly make sure in the that, duopoly. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but don't they take that away, if, you know, just because they, they picked up that market share and we saw that growth. I wouldn't expect that level of growth again next year, but I do expect growth. Um, we've got a buy recommendation trades on, a, on a, um, you know, less than 10 times, I think it's about eight times earnings. So right. to me, that's attractive, particularly on, you know, the small to mid cap side of things. Here's one that, okay, it hasn't been, well, it's been repriced upwards but th- there's a reason for that yeah um, but even though it's been repriced upwards there's still I think more in that share price I think yep. um you yeah, know trading on that low level and you know if we if we get a bit of a turnaround in the marketplace then you'll see money coming back into the small mid caps um, and as as Mark mentioned you yeah, know the share register is is you know pretty high quality you've got mm. a fair bit of uh, you know mm. institutional money in in this business yep. Um, our guys have been covering it for quite a while and, and I know our Insta guys have been, you know, so quite happy okay. with the outcomes of that. Oh, so good. yeah, good okay. business. And from like low. Mark says, hailing from the mid north coast of New South Wales. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Uh, our final stock on the agenda, Luca wants a view, Francesco on ResMed. Let's see the apnea. <laughs> Uh, manufacturers' share price has taken and an absolute battering of late because everyone, or the analysts, think the introduction of drugs like Azempic will make everyone a lot thinner and like needs sleep apnea machines.
2: Maybe I need a bit of that drug. Maybe I do. Yeah, look, this is a great business. It Has been for for a long, long time. But the um, market's one of it, turn. M- market's really given it a pasting because of this. Um, uh, diabetic drug which yeah. um uh, I suppose the side effect is is losing weight it's yeah. not that's not the main so no. so what's happened and is it's gone in, to, in the
0: thing hepoking
2: yeah and, and it's gone to the broader populace okay. to to lose weight now there's a couple of things I'd like to point out here that sleep apnea is not only caused by obesity. You know, there's other causes of sleep apnea. I got a client, little Asian woman, um, and you know, is definitely not obese um, and she has she has to sleep with a machine. Yeah. Um, so so it's not caused not 100% caused by uh, obesity. Um, secondly, from my reading on this is that um, if you have sleep apnea that is caused by obesity, just because you lose the weight doesn't mean you lose the sleep apnea, yeah. uh, because it has something to do with more with what's in the back of your throat than yeah. what's around your waist. So, so um, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, you know people that were on the sleep machi- the, the the CPAP machines will go off the CPAP machines. Now, I'm not disputing that you know losing weight is going to have a positive yeah. effect on on on. Um, On people that are overweight and that probably have a positive effect on their ability to sleep. It's just not going to remove that sleep apnea um, issue. Um, And and sleep apnea is a large issue across Mm. the populace. So I I think the market's big enough for that. Um, I think the the share price has been sold off too much. Um, You know, probably deserved a little bit of a sell off because, you know, health stocks tend to trade its. Uh, at significantly high PEs, um, but now it's brought it back to sort of 20 times or even a bit less. Um, and then you look at another um, healthcare equipment provider in Cochlear trading at 50 times. Mm. So you, you 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 look at that and you go, well, okay, there's nothing impacting upon um, Cochlear's business in comp- competition at the moment. So does it deserve to trade at 50? Probably a bit high for me, um, but I think Resmed's a bit low. So to me, it's a buy.
1: Mm. Yeah, we get back in right. Rudy's good graces and call this a buy as well. Um, right. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big fan of ResMed, but... Um, okay, everyone's calling it a buy at the moment, doing nothing <laughs> to the share price though. Well, it was a bit of a shock and I think, look, analysts aren't doctors and they have absolutely, could not possibly have overstated the effect of these weight loss drugs yeah. more. Um, look, Big Pharma is going to be a winner out of it, but it's 18% absolute tops will affect sleep apnea. Uh, 80% of that market share, it's a relatively untapped market, so there'll still be massive amounts of growth there. Um, it's 915 yeah. US dollars a month for that Ozempic yeah. drug. Um, so essentially, you're, you're talking 915 US dollars
0: a month. And, and apparently
2: yeah. you've got to stay on it, because yep. if you go off it, the weight comes back off. So a friend of mine was on it, and he lost a lot of weight, and he needed to. Um, maybe I should go on it too. <laughs> but uh, um, and um, as soon as you went off it, you could see that mm-hmm. weight starting oh, to come back that. on again.
1: So as opposed to the top of the line resume, it's about eight grand, and then it's a hundred bucks a month or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, you, you, you're miles ahead on you're, you're from sleep apnea. Um, uh, and look, it not, it's not going to solve. It's not a miracle cure. I think, and the, the market is pricing it as a, as the, as a miracle cure. There's a minimum of 18 months of shortages of this stuff. It's going to go to people who really need it. But the list of, you know, you, if you're type 1 diabetes, pancreatic, thyroid, kidney issues, anyone who's pregnant or breastfeeding, anyone who's under 18, the list is about that long of yeah. people who can't take this as well. So that, time, that it's just yeah. been, they've been yeah. super crude in the way that they've just, they've gone right out. the solves all of these problems. And same similar things happen to CSL. Yeah. I mean, so it's, I think that will readjust at some stage. I think we're still seeing people who, Obviously, in CSL and um, and Resmed, who are just you've been so comfortable for so long in those stocks that you probably got taken by surprise. Yeah, you're feeling a bit of pain, but um, I look, it's it's not going to stop. I mean, it's not particularly for CSL as well. It's not going to stop a, a, a lot of health problems because. Mm. There's a lot of concerns. As Harvard, um, as uh, uh, Harvard School of Nutrition, which has basically said it's going to, actually, it could potentially, people will just start taking the drug and then, you know, neglect their health in a, in many other ways, which will cause a lot of um, um, further issues. So, okay. yeah, it's a screaming buy for me. But it, but you know, there's, it'll just take. Um, the report recently wasn't too bad. Um, and sort of tried to tried to sell off, but I mean if you're holding this for the next five years, yep. you, you are absolutely fine. So yeah. you're
0: buying both CSL and Roment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It just I, I wrote an article on another platform about this and, it, and it's just a, it's a massive mispricing um, okay. when you look into the sides of it all. Okay. And it's a good stock too. So. <laughs> so very well. well. I did a side really visit
2: well I did a side visit to their campus out at um, Bella Vista in Sydney and it's very impressive how they operate yeah. out there and, and and not only how the the um, the technology comes from the design to the to the manufacturing floor but how they operate the manufacturing floor too and identifying ways of becoming more efficient yeah. and, and rewarding those on the manufacturing floor was very impressive yeah. I, I you know, speak. I and the speak technology's
0: come up, my father years ago used to have one, he looked like Hannibal Lecter uh, when he <laughs> went to bed, yeah to the hell out of my, my mum but now they're just sort of like those hospital nose plugs you put oh. in and it's it's
1: regulated by an app and you're going you all this yeah, data there's a, there's, the some great, there's some great there's some great data that. going back to the doctors yeah, now with that app and and look, they've got the subscription service as well, where you just you're just yeah. paying by the month, so that revenue is going to be great as yeah. well. So, I mean, Philips is coming back into the market after a, a bit of a hiatus, which may. But there's only three of them really that make them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think but Philips yeah. had
2: some defects in some of their yeah, equipment, and that's yeah. what they sort of paired back. But yeah, sounds like they want to have another crack.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Okay. All right. Let's recap the uh, the final five stocks for today. APA. Is a hold from Mark, accumulate from Francesco and Aud Smart Group, uh, hold again from Mark, a buy from Francesco. Um, tech One, um, a sell from both, great company really at its peak at the moment um, and Marco, Marco's thrown in the challenge of maybe sell and then short the stock uh, we will get a justification from Rudy, a bit of a balance <laughs> in the next couple of days when he's on the call uh, Lindsay Transport a buyer from both um, of course Solpats is its biggest shareholder as well, that's another avenue to get exposure and ResMed a screaming buy from both and um, Thank you kindly, Mark Gardner, good no to see worries. you from MPC Markets, Francesco Distratus from Ordnance. Pleasure, to David. See you as well. Great fun today, a lot of information. Hopefully you enjoyed it as well. If you've got any stocks you want us to cover, what me to put to our expert panel, um, go to osbizco slash picks or tweet us using the at Ausbiz TV handle. Add any comments or questions, we'd love that. If you've got any about those particular stops, or if you're um, a fan, boy, or girl of a stock, tell us why and and let the panel uh, give the panel a bit of a challenge. We like that as well. Uh, that's it for us from today. See you same time tomorrow, midday Australian Eastern Daylight Time, for another edition of The Call. Stick around, The Pulse is next. <laughs>